All right, good morning. I hope everybody's doing well. And uh, Let me get this going. I want to thank you for coming this morning and uh, for our first night watch or watch night service. So I think I have enough notes prepared to last for the next <laughs> a little over 12 hours. So I've got plenty of water. Buckle in. We're in for a long ride. Jerry, where's Jerry at? He's done. <laughs> he, the word must have gotten out. Oh, boy. No, I'm just kidding. But it is good to have you uh, this morning. And if you've got your Bible, it's like for you to turn over to 1 Samuel chapter 14, verses 6 through 7. 1 Samuel chapter 14, verses 6 through 7. The title of the message is simply, What Will You Choose? What will you choose this morning? And you are going to make a decision. You are going to choose to do something. The challenge for us is what choice do we make? And so in 1 Samuel chapter 14, verses 6 through 7, if you will, please stand for the reading of God's word. 1 Samuel 14, verses 6 through 7, here's what it says. Then Jonathan said to the young man who was carrying his armor, Come, let us cross over to the garrison of these uncircumcised. Perhaps the Lord will work for us. For the Lord is not restrained to save by many or by few. His armor bearer said to him, Do all that is in your heart, turn yourself, and here I am with you according to your desire. Our Father God, as we bow before you this morning, We do thank you for this time. We thank you for this moment that you give us, this hour that you give us. And so, Lord, we ask that you speak to us. Ignite within us, Father, to make the right choice. Of course, that choice is, is to follow you. And so, Lord, if there's someone here who needs to make that decision, whether it's for salvation, to follow you in salvation, Father, may... May you, may you awaken their heart. If there's someone here, Father, that has gotten stuck in their walk with you, may you awaken within them, Father, a drive to once again to follow you and to go wherever you go. Lord, we love you. And we honor you. And Father, we desire for your will to be done right now in our midst. For your glory and for your purpose. And it's in Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> All right. So, what do you believe? Next slide. But do you believe, as we think about moving forward, and, and I think some things you have to kind of get settled here this morning, but do you believe you are call to fulfill a great mission or great purpose in this coming new year? Do you believe that God has designed you in a unique way in order to fulfill that purpose or that mission? He's designed you in a unique way to do it. And then number three, do you feel that what God wants to do in and through you in 2018 is time critical? Meaning, and the only way I know how to put it is you can't go back. You can't. You know, it's like we, we mentioned this morning in Sunday school. You can't go back and redo 2017. 
No matter how hard you try, no matter how hard you pray, you can't go back. But what you are in control of is what you do moving forward. So really, if you think about it, what you are designed to do in 2018, what God has uniquely designed you to do, what God has designed this church to do, is time critical. Meaning, all we have is what we've been given as far as time. And whether it's today, tomorrow, 2018, whatever God wants to do in 2018, through you and in you and through us and in this church, it is time critical because you can't go back and redo it. And we have to have that sense of urgency. But do we believe these three statements? Are you convinced of these three statements? I hope and pray that by the time we get done this morning, you will be. And you'll make the right choice. Because you are going to choose today. You are, I can't stress that enough. You are going to choose today. Make the right choice. So the next slide says, simply says this. What we believe about God and how we view how he works in and through our lives demands our choosing to move with God. So what you believe about God and how you view God, it demands that you choose to move with God. You can't follow God by standing still. You can't follow God by remaining in neutral. Now, I'm going to give you an example here in just a few moments considering Saul. Saul made a choice. And even though he was to do nothing, it was still to move with God. See, you can be patient. And, and if that's what God tells you to do, be patient, you're still moving with him. Where we get into trouble is, is that we choose to move apart from God. And when you move apart from God, nothing good's going to come out of that. Now, God can do whatever he wants to do, but you're heading down the wrong road. And that's what happened to Saul. So let's go back into chapter 13, and I want you to pick up in verse number 8. Samuel chapter 13, verse number 8. And here's what it says. We're going to read down a few verses. Verse 8 says, Now he waited seven days according to the appointed time set by Samuel. But Samuel did not come to Gilgal, and the people were scattered from him. So Saul said, Bring to me the burnt offering, the peace offerings. And he offered the burnt offerings. And as soon as he finished the offering of the burnt offering, behold, Samuel came, and Saul went out to meet him and to greet him. Verse 11. But Samuel said, What have you done? And Saul said, Because I saw that the people were scattering from me, and that you did not come within the appointed days that the Philistines were assembling at Michmas, Therefore I said, Now the Philistines will come down against me at Gilgal, and I have not asked for the favor of the Lord, so I forced myself and offered the burnt offering. And verse 13 says this, Samuel said to Saul, You have acted foolishly. You have not kept the commandment of the Lord your God, which he commanded you. For now the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. But now your kingdom shall not endure the Lord has sought out for himself a man after his own heart. And the Lord had appointed him as a ruler over his people because you have not kept what the Lord commanded you. Well, I would just stop here for a moment. You can say, well, wait a minute. Are we, we not supposed to do something? He was supposed to do something, and that was to wait. Wait. 
And sometimes, guys, moving with God means you wait. You're patient. Unfortunately, Saul saw the Philistines, and instead of moving with God, chose to act against God, chosen to take it upon himself, choosing, choosing to do what he can do. And though that's where we get into trouble, is we kind of take it out of God's hands and we put it in our own hands. We kind of say, I can do this. You know, I can fix this. Saul chose to go against what God had commanded him. And because of that, Samuel gives him what he, he said. This is what's going to happen. So here's what it says. Saul is impatient. Next slide. Saul is impatient. And instead of waiting on Samuel to bring the blessing of God for them for the battle, he chose to act for Samuel. And that was the wrong decision. He went against what God had said. Now, again, here, let's go on over to 1 Samuel chapter 14. And we're going to look in verse number 2. Because, again, here's what he did. It was the wrong thing. We get that. He did the wrong thing. But here's how he responded to doing what he did. It says in chapter 14, verse 2, Saul was staying in the outskirts of Gilbath under the pomegranate tree, which is in Migron. And the people who were with him were about 600 men. So in other words, what did he do? Saul now is asleep. That's what he's doing. And we're going to see that here in a few moments. Saul made the wrong decision. He chose to act without God. He chose to move, but not move with God, but move apart from God, taking it upon himself. And because of that decision, and because of what Samuel said, and remember, the same, everything's happening still. Nothing has changed. There is still a sense of urgency. The Philistine army is still preparing to come down and to crush them. And so Samuel sees this. He sees the people getting nervous. He says, you know, or Saul says, Samuel's not here. I've got to do something, so I'm going to move. But instead of moving with God, he moves away from God and takes it upon himself. And God says, no, that's not what I wanted you to do. I wanted you to wait. And Samuel tells him, here's the result of that. And what does Saul do? He goes and hides out. He goes and, 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 and goes to sleep. He just kind of, I don't want to say give up, but he kind of gives up. He's asleep. He responds to his wrong decision by making another wrong decision, by choosing to do nothing. The urgency that he had to do something is now replaced with the urge to do nothing. And that is just as bad. He's doing nothing. Folks, we can't, we can't do that. We cannot, we cannot choose to do something, to do something right. Samuel could have done that, or Saul could have done that, right? Saul, and though he made a wrong decision, he acted wrongly, he still could have chose to do something right. He could have chose to ask for forgiveness. He could have chose said, Samuel, I, I was wrong, forgive me. God, I was wrong, forgive me. Help me to do what is right. But he didn't do that. He went under the, the pomegranate tree and basically went to sleep. Just because you do something wrong doesn't mean you can't do something right. And you have to choose to do something right. Sometimes in the life of believers, we do the wrong thing. And the tragedy is made instead of choosing to do something right, 
the choice is made to do nothing at all. We do do that. The Philistine army is preparing to attack, and Saul chooses to do nothing at all. In the life of the believer, in the life of the believer, we're going to mess up. 2018, you're going to mess up. In case you didn't already know. In case you didn't already know, you're going to break some resolutions. You're going to. You're going to sin. You're going to. You're going to make mistakes. But you have a choice. After you do those things, do you choose to do nothing? Or do you dare to do to choose to do something right? Repent. Ask for forgiveness. Try to make amends. But do something right. Don't choose to do nothing. That's Saul's mistake. And Samuel pointed out with his heart. It was in his heart at that point, I've lost my kingdom. Selfish. Selfishness is all it is. All he was concerned about, I think he was just fearful for his own life, for his own kingdom. Because when he says, your kingdom is not going to endure, instead of still rallying the people, he chose to go to sleep. We can't have that attitude. We can't have that mindset. So, 1 Samuel, the verse, right? Where we're at today, 1 Samuel chapter 14 Verses 6 and 7 says this. Then Jonathan said to the young man who was carrying his armor, Come and let us cross over to the garrison of these uncircumcised. Perhaps the Lord will work for us, for the Lord is not restrained to save by many or by few. His armor bearer said to him, Do all that is in your heart. Turn yourself, and here I am with you according to your desire. Jonathan knows the situation. And he sees his dad doing nothing. And what does Jonathan do? He chooses to do something. Simple as that. And I can picture this. And and we've probably all been there, right? You've got something on your mind. You've got something in your heart. And you kind of just lay there awake at night. We've all been there. You're laying there. And you're just, things you've got, things running through your mind. And I can kind of picture Jonathan. You know, he sees his dad who's, supposed to lead the army who yes acted foolishly yes moved moved but moved in the wrong direction and instead of repenting instead of rallying the troops instead of rallying the people say hey we're we're going to fix this we're we're going to we're going to call out to god and ask for god for help he chooses to sleep under the pomegranate tree and jonathan is there and he sees this he sees his people he sees the men, he sees the army, he knows the situation, and he's kind of going through it, and he says, I can't sit still, I cannot do nothing. I have to do something. And here's where it gets kind of funny. He goes and wakes up his armor bearer. Now, put yourself in the shoes of the armor bearer. You're asleep. You're, you're sawing. You're, you're sawing logs. At least I would be. That's what my wife tells me. I saw logs every night. Sawing logs. And you get this nudge. It's Jonathan. He says, hey, let's go to war. (laughs) Basically, I can hear the armor bearer saying, are you crazy? Are you absolutely crazy? You and me? Against, uh, go back over, if you will, to verse 5, chapter 13. 
Now the Philistine assembled to fight with Israel 30,000 chariots and 6,000 horsemen. Jonathan, are you crazy? Go back to bed. You're, you're, hearing, you're not hearing God in this. Nope. Didn't say that. He says, Do all that is in your heart. Turn yourself, and here I am according to your desire. Now, I've got to tell you, that armor bears a whole lot braver than I am. I'm going to be honest. Because I'm probably rolling over, you know, it'll be okay. I got a story with that. My wife's going to kill me. When we on our honeymoon. Yeah, she's already giving me the milk in this egg. <laughs> on our honeymoon, we go down to Pigeon Forge. It's storming. Uh, I can sleep through anything. It's storming. She wakes me up. She says, it's storming outside. I rode over. It'll be okay. <laughs> and went back to sleep. Okay. Uh, I may need some uh, therapy after this now. <laughs> Counseling. I can picture that. Jonathan, it'll be okay. Go back to bed. That's not what he says. He says, do what's in your heart. Jonathan chose to do something good. He chose to act. And the armor bearer chose to act as well. By simply saying, I'll follow. You know, that's what Jesus wants to hear from us. It may be crazy. You may be saying, what in the world, Lord, are you talking about? I can't do that. It's you and me against how many? All he wants to hear from us is, I'll follow. That's what you want to do? I'll move with you. Right? With the disciples? He didn't tell them to say, hey, I'll come get you later on. You just kind of do it. No, you come with me. You follow me. That's what he wants to do. And that's why he's waiting to hear from you and I today. He's waiting for you and I to choose to follow. Because we do have that choice. He's not going to force it. He's not going to put a rope around you and drag you along. It's your choice. And Jonathan gives no instance saying, you have to come with me. You're coming with me. No. He says, come. Let us go. I think the armor bearer could have said, no, Jonathan, you're on your own. But he didn't. He says, I will come. I will follow. Not only does Jonathan choose to act, but he awakens the armor bearer and asks him to go with him. And he says, yes. Verses 20 and 23, because I I want you to look at this, at some of... Because here's the ripple effect of one little choice. So here, we're going to pick up in verse number 20, and we're going to read down through verse 23. Then Saul and all the people who were with him rallied and came to the battle. And behold, every man's sword was against his fellow, and and there was very great confusion. Now the Hebrews who were with the Philistines previously, who went up with him all around the camp, even they also turned to be with the Israelites who were with Saul and Jonathan. And with all the men of Israel who had hid themselves in the hill country of Ephraim, heard that the Philistines had fled, even they also pursued them closely in the battle. In verse 23, So the Lord delivered Israel that day, and the battle spread beyond the heavens. You know what made Jonathan act? It's because he looked at the situation, and all he went upon was this one thing. In that verse number 6, he says, 
Perhaps. Perhaps. Not God will. God didn't give him a vision. God didn't wake him up. Somehow God was speaking to him. And this is what he acted on. This is what he chose to go into battle with. This, this, this phrase right here, this phrase. Perhaps the Lord will work for us. For the Lord is not restrained to save by many or by few. That's what he went into battle with, was that phrase. Perhaps God will work with you. He'll work with us. God's not restrained by many or by few. All we have to do is to choose to follow, choose to act, choose to move with God, and leave the battle up to God. And he'll do it. We have his whole word. We have all this. We don't just have one little phrase. We have all this. And I go back to what I said earlier. Do you truly believe this morning that God has a purpose for you in 2018 other than just going through life? Do you have a, do you have a belief this morning that God has uniquely designed you to fulfill a purpose for you, a mission for you in 2018? I'm going to answer it for you. Yes, he does. And yes, he has. Do you believe this morning what God wants to do in you and through you to do to accomplish his purpose, he'll do it? The answer is yes. Choose to follow. Choose to act. Because again, that one choice. Look at the look what happened. Saul, who was preserving his life, who chose to do nothing, sees his son in battle in the armor bearer and rallies the troops. And they engage. And then the men, the Hebrews had, who had joined the enemy, who had crossed over, they see what's going on. They hear what's going on. And guess what happened? They joined the battle. And oh, what about that third group? That third group who were cowards. Right? who were hiding out, who were hiding in the caves. They hear and see what's going on, and guess what they do? They join the battle, and man, God brought the victory. All because, all because Jonathan, on one little phrase, decided to do something. He decided to move with God. Man, don't underestimate what God can do in your life and through your life this coming year and the ripple effect it will have. But you have a choice. You can choose to do nothing or you can choose to do something right and that is move with God. And if he says be patient, be patient. Doesn't mean you're not doing anything. You're still moving with God. Be patient. But if he says go, you want to move with God, you've got to get up and go. And it doesn't matter if there's one, if there's two, if there's a whole church. I don't, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. God says go, you go. Our response, our response should be exactly what the, the armor bearers respond to us. Here's what he says. Do what is in your heart. Turn yourself and hear I am with you according to your desire. My dear friends, that's what God wants to hear from you this morning. That's what he wants to hear from me. And that's what he wants to hear from Kingsway. And until we do that, then we're choosing not to do anything. Which is just as bad.
and to do the wrong thing. This morning, what's your choice? Because it is your choice. You know, how many of you have seen Star Wars? Okay, not everybody. There is a phrase in Star Wars I absolutely love. Now, I'm, listen, until the Star Wars movie came out two years ago, I'd never seen a Star Wars movie. But now I'm a Star Wars fan. So I went and saw Star Wars this past Friday, Friday night. And there was one phrase that just kept saying over and over again. And it, it talks about igniting the spark of life or something like that. That's exactly what Saul did. That's exactly why he's outnumbered. Two against how many? They had to climb up this cliff. You know, they wiped out 20 of them right off the bat. And all of a sudden, God started doing what he started doing. But Jonathan, based on that phrase, chose to act and ignited a spark of light in everybody. And God brought the victory. You choosing to do something Right, choosing to do something to move with God just might ignite a spark in somebody's heart and life. You don't know the ripple effect. So move. Move with God. Easy prayer. Lord, do all that's in your heart. Do all that you want to do according to what your desire is. I am with you. Well, guess what? To be with him, you got to move with him. Are you willing to move this morning? Will you choose to move? Maybe this morning is that little nudge that Jonathan gave to the armor bearer. Maybe it's your nudge. God's nudging you. Come with me. Come with me. And let God do what God wants to do. Will you do that this morning? Will you choose to follow? Will you choose to move with him? Our Father God, as we bow before you this morning, again, Father, you try to put yourself in the armor bearer's shoes, even Jonathan, Lord, the courage that he had, but he couldn't do anything. He couldn't, he could not lay there and do nothing. And based on his belief about you, based on what he believed that you can do, he chose to move with him. But Father God, based on what we believe about you, based on what we, how we view how you work in our lives and how you can work through our lives, we have that same decision to make. Do I choose to do nothing? Do I choose just to kind of live out my life? Or do I choose to move with you? May that choice be to move with you. All that is in your heart, all that you desire to do, I will follow accordingly. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for what you're going to do. We thank you for for the nudge that you're giving us today. We thank you for what you're working 
and how you're working right now in the hearts of individuals. Now, may we move. It's in the name of Christ Jesus we pray. Amen.